Downing, Downing tees it into the box, and there's a host of people going for it. Kadra heads it down, Hasselbank edge of the area goes down, no free kick is given. Jimmy's still on the floor, it's, but here's Stewie Downing. Downing there, Downing running beyond the fullback. Whips a great looking ball in, header, goal! Welcome back, everybody, to Middlesbrough Podcast. I'm your host, Hamilton. I'm Brad. Uh, this is Greg. Boys, since we last spoke, we had six possible points out in the field. We claimed four. Let's start first with that uh, Nottingham Forest game, folks. A 1-0 win. Johnson in the 81st minute, just a beautiful touch off of a, I want to say it was McNair's uh, cross in. What did y'all think of that? We'd love to see it. Um, Came off the bench for that, I think. So that's that's big. Um, Darby Marvin doing the business. Yeah, right. Um, Hungry for goals. Ne- Neymarv, I think, is the name I saw going around. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I mean, I think that's big for him because personally, I don't think he'll be big in the starting lineup, but I think to show that he is a solid guy off the bench, 75, 70, 80 minutes in, whatever it may be, yeah. I think I think that's big to show that he can come on and give us a, a boost of play. And I mean, he... Even even in the last season, like when his defense was shoddy and he was starting games, I mean, he was still running up the side and whipping some good balls in for us and giving us some good offensive pressure. So, apologies, it good. was Savile on the that's that's my bad on hey, the cross in. Good boy, Sav. You know, I wouldn't have known any better. It was quite a while ago. One of the Northern Islanders. Brain, you know, it's election <laughs> sure. week, folks. Great ball in there, fellas. Great ball. Yeah, truly was a good ball and great finish by. Marv, I think it was. I think wasn't wasn't it first touch? I think it was. It first was touch. touch on the half yeah. volley back yeah. post. I mean, it was just the the ball. Strong finish, unbelievable. Yeah, yeah, just an absolute peach. Yeah, uh, and great, that, great on both ends. That kind of and and Brad, I think you you hinted at that, right? You know, Marvin Johnson is the type of player that is fantastic coming off of the bench. And last season, we were relying on him pretty heavily towards the end of the year. You know, as as a consistent starter. Do you and and Greg to to you as well? Do you guys see him more as a, a coming off the bench, you know, with 20 minutes left in a match, uh, you know, to, to be a difference maker? Or is he somebody that you think, depending on the team, he should be playing more and in, in, in that starting role? Um, I think I think he is more of a rotation player than a starting player. I think you'll see him start when we have guys that are gassed, where you see our roster numbers kind of get in, get in at us and we're forced to play like a 4-3-3. I wouldn't be surprised to see Marv go up and play the the winger spot or something like that. Uh which he's done a couple of times now, I think. So but overall, I think he'll be more of a maybe halftime 65 minute sub where he comes in, gives the opportunity to look at a different formation, maybe work some different things up in the attacking third. Um so I think I think that is much more suited to the style that Neil wants to play because I think his lack of defensive prowess doesn't quite fit the three five two five three two whatever you want to call it mm-hmm. um, that Neil's trying to work with. I think he's got a really solid crew that run in that center back and those wing backs, and so I think I don't I just don't think Marv is I don't think he's quite up at the caliber of the other guys he's got to look at there. Between um, it's mostly been Bola, and then who was the other one we've seen in, in left wing back? Um, Colson's played, Bolo's played. Yeah, um, I felt like there was Spen- maybe Spen- one more. Spence's played. Uh, sorry, no, um, Spen- Spence is on the right side. Tab's yeah, Tab played back. Yeah. yeah, I mean, Bolo's Bolo's been looking really good. So I, I I don't know that you'll see Marv overtake him for starting spots, but I, I wouldn't be surprised to see him come in for either him or whoever else you've got up that left side halfway, three quarters of the way through a game. Yeah, I mean, for me. I still don't know what his best position is. I I don't feel like I've seen him play, you know, horribly in one yeah. position, and I don't feel like I've seen him play really well in another position. Um, you know, sometimes that's useful when you're in a squad, you know, and you've got you know injuries like you say, and you're coming off the bench, like yeah, you know, they're gonna rotate the the squad this year, and mm-hmm. you know, for me. You know, I think against Blackburn they played a four-three-three, but, but against um, mm-hmm. you know some of the home games they've played a five-three-two or a three-five-two, whatever you want to split it. Yeah. Um, 
so you know, I think when it's that four three three formation, I think it fits him better because he can play on that left hand side. You know, same as Coulson can. I feel like he's a little bit mm. more of a you know a, a left midfielder, attacking midfielder on the left hand side. I think that's yeah. Johnson's best position. So you know, I think he was a, a stopgap last season when we didn't have somebody. You know, Matabolo was still on loan, and you know, Tav really wasn't getting a lot of playing time, but he was getting playing time in the middle rather than on the wing. So. Yeah, I, I don't disagree. I just haven't seen enough of him in a position to say like that's his best position. Um, so we'll see. Yeah. I think he also yeah, pro- I think he also provides a, a fairly large frame in the box, which I think is something mm-hmm. that you know we're we're getting balls pelted inside. You know, we just need to be on the receiving end, uh, as Johnson did in the, in the Forest game and as Seville did um, against Cardiff with the header. You know, we just need to get some large bodies I think in the box and I think you're right I don't see him really participating all that much in the defense this season round um, and I, I I do think it's going to be difficult for him to break into that first team mold uh, but I think that's a great player to have on your bench yeah no I think he's definitely 12 13 14 15 off your off your roster there I mean he's like I I, I think his impact off the bench is 10 times that of what he is starting you know like yeah, I agree. Yes. He's just, he's just got such he's got such a high motor and when he's starting the game at a high motor where everyone else is, it's kind of an even playing field. You bring him in 70, 65 minutes in, he's going to be blown by people who have been gassed for 65, 70 minutes. And so it's like yeah, that impact is huge and his his crosses have been pretty solid and when he's up in that attacking third, he's got better than average positioning i'd say so i mean like overall it, it seems like a positive trade and when when you're looking at fresh legs i mean it's that alone is a big win yeah Talk- i agree impact sub definitely <clears throat> talking about blackburn now you know we we pick up a point against a side that really um you know, has scored a lot of goals in the championship and we held them to none likewise we were also held to none and i i felt like that was pretty disappointing considering our shot margin uh, was twenty to six and the corners was twelve to three. You know when you when you get that many chances, I, I feel like and Brad, this sounds very similar to what we said very early on in this pod, but our strikers cannot hit the broadside of a barn. You know, <laughs> and it, it it can be frustrating, right? Because you go, you play, yeah. you know, they don't necessarily win the possession the entire time. I think it was like a fifty one forty nine split. But it seems like when you're on the ball, you're you're generating these chances, and they can't seem to finish. Yeah, the, it's it's the ability to hit on frame. I mean, you said twenty shots to six shots. I mean, big whoop de doodle. You you shot the ball somewhat towards the goal. The one that's really frustrating is the fact that out of twenty shots, only three were on target. Like that is abysmal. That is like barely over ten percent. Like if you're taking 20 shots, you should have so much more pressure on that keeper. Like, I mean, you, you, I Ainsley Pears, like former Burr guy, we've seen the dude get fleeced in goal. Like all you got to do is put it on the frame. Um, and so it's, it's frustrating to see the number of 20 shots and then look at it and not even have a quarter of that be on target, you know, like with 20 shots, I'd hope to see at least five hit frame. So that is, that is really frustrating disheartening uh one of my concerns going into this game was we are 10 games in and what are we going to do with our limited squad numbers you know we've we've only had so many different guys play i mean it feels like we've only stemmed 15 16 total players throughout 10 games and so you've, you've got a lot of guys who have a lot of wear on their bodies 10 games in and so it's like where where's that energy going to come from and so i i think that maybe showed a little bit in terms of quality finishing. Um, and I think that's where we see the lack of a third striker uh, front man with Fletcher out kind of hurting us a little bit. I think... Yeah, I, and I, you go ahead, Greg. Go on. No, I was just going to say, I mean, I think, you know, the football... You know, for me, it's it's always you know you you get some you know you win some you lose some and I know there's a, it's a game of cliches we all know that but mm-hmm. you know the the Cardiff game probably didn't deserve to get a point there but you know it's a good point you take it away and you say hey look that was a good game 
Um, you know, we've talked a little bit about expected goals on this pod before. Um, <laughs> our XG was less than half um, against Cardiff. Our XG against Blackburn was uh, 2.5 or nearly 2.5 expected goals, and we cons- and we scored zero. So you know, you kind of take those. You know, you look at them over the season, and I, I think I think they average out. You know, I think you know Brit missed a good chance. Um, you know, we had. We didn't. We're not going to be a team like a Manchester City who's going to hog the ball and they're going to be, you know, sixty, seventy percent possession against, you know, an away team. It's just not going to be like that. We're going to play on the break. We're going to play to our strengths, which is, you know, getting bodies in the box. You're never going to see, you know, five or six players in the area at any one time. You might see, you know, maybe two or three because we're wary of the counter attack. Uh, well, that's how my, my my one counter to that would be you look at the amount of set pieces we got. We had twelve corners alone. Like, oh, hey, I'm not going to dispute. You know, I'm not going to dispute that we probably deserve to win the game. I think we did deserve to win the game. All I'm saying is, is that you know there will be games where we won't deserve to win, and we'll yeah. win and and take a point, or we'll win and take three points. Oh, sorry, we'll draw and take a point, or we'll win and take three points. Um, yeah. I I agree with you all. All both of you, I agree totally that you know our squad is paper thin. Um, you know, if there's another injury, then <laughs> you know we're down to like no recognized strikers because you've got one who's playing, and then you're not going to be able to bring anybody off the bench. So yeah. you know, for me, it's almost like they don't want to like tire themselves out too much, or they don't want to risk themselves too much. They're not going 110 percent every game. They're kind of going you know 70 percent, 80 percent. You know, maybe the next game they are only going, you know, sixty percent because they know they've got a game in four days' time. Going, um, going for the efficiency model more it's, so it's than the, anything. It's the okay. the old exactly. adage: it's it's not a sprint, it's a marathon, right? Especially in the championship. Exactly. And exactly. Yeah. And you you you've just got to look at that as a player, as a professional. Think, man, you know, I could have probably gone for that ball there, but I don't want to get injured. Or I could have put my head on that. But I don't want to be out for two weeks with a concussion protocol, or I could have put my foot in there, but I don't want to pretend, you know, potentially break, you know, break my foot or do something. And I think, you know, that's the kind of mentality that the players in, because ultimately, you know, the physios, the medical staff, and the medical team, you know, they're doing a great job because I, I think we've had very few injuries that have been sustained, except for in games, and in games versus training is is, is very different. So. I'm mm-hmm. pretty happy with with how it's going. I mean, we do have the transfer window that's going to open up again in January. Yeah. Um, you know, I'll, I'll be really curious to see what goes on then. Yeah, who's to say we don't pick up an extra? You know, maybe one or two. You know, maybe it's to make up some numbers. But we're moving into a really busy period. Um, well, the- sorry, I was just going to say the other thing I, I think about when I when I look at our squad is we have Patrick Roberts and Lewis Wing who have featured in one game between the two of them, I think. Yeah. And those are guys who last year, last season both gave a good bit to the squad and showed that they had a solid amount of impact. Like at what point, just, like that yeah, mindset just, you were talking about where players are going in, trying not to get injured and trying to take care of their bodies. At what point do you say, okay, I've got this guy who's worked really hard the last seven, eight, nine games how about I give him a break and put on this guy whose fresh legs has played one or no games? Like, I, I think I it's also know. uh, you know, tricky to balance. You know, Roberts was a guy who played right at the beginning when he came in in January in the transfer window, and then got injured. And, got injured. and so I yeah. think perhaps they're trying to. I don't want to say um, prevent. Well, I mean, obviously you want to prevent an no, injury, but I think it's like right, tactical. Um, and, and yeah, they're managing his minutes because he probably hasn't had a lot of first team action and match fitness and physical well, fitness are two different things. That's that's where I'd counter that with. He ended the season playing every game for us almost. Like he, the only thing that changed from last season to this season is he disappeared for two months and came back and trained with us. You know, like. Well, I don't think he was necessarily like training with I, I, i'm not sure I he's i don't he was, know if he's like hanging around yeah. with kevin de bruyne and I don't sergio think aguero he's in the first team squad right so you've got to say like, like manchester city should be a professional team whereby they're taking care of every single professional at their club do we know <laughs> that they're doing that no we don't know they're doing that you know you would say that they should be but who's to say that you know if you're not in the first team squad or if you're not in the under 23 squad you know who's to say that they don't just give you a sheet of paper and say go and do these exercises every day for the next two months. And if you don't do that, 
you know, or there's not, you know, someone checking on you to do that. You know, at the end of the I, day, I would agree with I you, think... Brad. Um, that like, if you're a professional footballer, I would expect you to be at that level where you're able to play. But exactly. I think I don't think it's his choice not to play. I think it's Warnock's choice to not play. Him. Yes. And that's, that's, and that's where I'm, that's where I'm drawing the question mark is why hasn't Warnock being full aware of the fact that he already has a thin squad, having talked about it during the transfer window, right up into the transfer deadline. Like why has he not taken advantage of mixing some more guys in there? I mean, um, it he just, will. it kind of, it's, it kind of, it's kind of, he will, but it's kind of a head scratcher when you look at it. Like, Wait, what are you going to do? Just expect Lewis Wing to sit on the bench for the first 15 games and then throw him out there? Like, 15 I, mean, I, haven't, I haven't seen enough of Lewis Wing in the last few months to say that he deserves a first-team spot. Uh, I'm not I, saying I, he deserves I, a first-team spot either. I'm just saying... When you're when looking you're, at the teams on our fixture list, like in this current run, okay, I, I feel like Coventry would have been a game, great game to play folks again in. You know, exactly. Forest, good game. Exactly. Um, but you know, but looking those are ahead, the easy games right? That you, you know, need to win, right? So there's no easy game. So you might I guess, take the I guess games. that's true. No, it, no, it, but I, I agree what you're saying totally. You know, you want to rotate the squad, and it, and you, it, and that's and that's where I'm drawing question of like it doesn't feel like there is much squad rotation. You know, it's like I mean, I'm there's really no squad to, to rotate, but well, we already knew that's, that. That's that's where I'm drawing the question. Is like you may not have an entire squad to rotate. But you have things you can do, and to do nothing doesn't seem as productive in the long run, you know? Like, you want to set yourself up for greatness, and we may be great now, but how does not playing Roberts, Wing, etc. set us up 30 games down the line when, for the first 10 games, we just gassed the living heck out of Johnny House and Tav, Britt, Dale, Patty, Bulla, Savile. Like, those guys have played almost every game. like. When you're 30 games down the line and these guys have been playing 15 straight, maybe, like I know we've got a break coming up soon, but like still, if they've got 15 straight games under their belt, pretty much, that's that's a huge wear and tear on that body. Like you don't just recover from that in a week or two. Like you'll feel it. They'll be sore. Like that's that's yeah. that part of the marathon where it's like, where do you start giving some pieces some time to well, recuperate, even minimally? Like the the percentage, like. I don't know. It just seems I like just, there's, there's I, things I feel that can be like done. I feel like I trust Warnock to be able to say, "Look, this is the game that I'm going to put you in, right? Or this is the time. This is the time I'm going to, you know, give you your chance." So I'm just looking at the squad, right? So Bettinelli, then you've got Bowler, Coulson, Dykesteel, Fry, Grant Hall's injured, Spence, Nathan Wood. They've all played, right? They've uh-huh. all played some. Yeah. Brown, Housen, Marvin Johnson, McNair, Marcy, Savile, Tav, Wing. So that's there's only Lewis Wing who hasn't really played any games. Brown's got, played in one. He Wing's did back that goal, baby. Bench. Yeah, he came off the. He's come off the bench a few times, but you know, maybe he, maybe Neil, you know, maybe Warnock said, look, you know, we know the the squad is thin. Let's keep these guys kind of hungry, but let's keep them, you know, guarded, I guess, and they can drop in, you know. But the formations we're playing, you know, Marcus Brown's an out and out right wing guy. We're not really playing with that formation. And I, and I totally agree with that. I, I'm not drawing issue there. No, I agree. I agree. I mean, I think we could all say that we need some more players. I think is the the common the common. Well, yeah, and that's and that's and that's what I'm trying to like dance around is like not complaining about the fact that we need more players, but like. How do we, we work with what? We, how do we work with what we've got? Like you don't just sit, you don't just sit there and dwell on the fact that you have issues. Like what are you going to do about fixing those issues? You know, yeah. Uh, I, you know, they can they, they can sign players, but they can only sign free agents. Yeah, and and that's and that, I don't think that's the best solution. I think I'm just talking about for the care of these guys across a 40 plus game season. Like, yeah. um, I'd love to. I think Nathan Wood has proved he's had some really great form. I think we might see him feature in some starts here um because he because, well he did he he started in the one um i think yeah, that was, was excellent game. Again. yeah and he, yeah, he, he looked great excellent. um and i think i think that performance is going to earn him a lot of points with neil um and i think we'll start He's... to see him more which i'm really happy about i think he looked great i think that'll be great to get uh fry some rest even potentially patty some rest 
granted patty's the one of the guys where i look at it and i'm like all right patty you got to play just about every game this season yeah he's you should have a couple our... of those guys you shouldn't have seven of those guys where you look at him and say hey you're playing every game this season yeah and that's that's kind of what it feels like at this moment is like we've got fry dyke steel mcnair house in savile um and then probably maybe probably maybe Brett. tab yeah. Uh, no, Brit. I wouldn't say Brit because well, he he flirts. He goes in and out. It it really I think depends a lot on whether he gets like dinged up for a big guy, and if yeah. Akpom is fit. Uh, yeah. That being said, folks, gonna... let's take a quick break and we'll be right back. Well, thank you very much for listening, everybody. Um, we've got some great content lined up for you over the next few weeks. Um, so please hit that subscribe button wherever you get your podcast, and that would really help us out. Welcome back, everybody. We hope you enjoyed that sweet, sweet break. Let's talk a little bit about the transfers, guys, and you know our favorite place, the rumor mill. Lately, Duncan <laughs> Watmore. And honestly, what more could you want from the guy? <laughs> well... Um, I don't know if anybody said that before, by the way. I think that's that's the first kind phrase that anybody's ever come up with. Uh, yeah. um, he's, his, his signature celebration, I'm calling it right now, he's going to score. He's going to point to the crowd, and they're going to yell, what? And then he's going to yell more. And it's just going to go back and forth. Or you could get the whole Riverside like, I bouncing. Like the, I feel like that should go the other way around, where he points to the crowd and says, what? And oh, they say more. I love that. We need to get him. Let's sign him. To the pod, mm, just to do, you know, just to do that. I don't know about that. I feel like we could be more productive with our monies. Hey, we're we're short on bodies. You said it. You called it. I did um, say it, but it's one thing. Asking you shall receive. <laughs> Greg, you know, is... not wrong, but it's one thing to like spend money to fix a problem, but if it's a problem that you fix and all of a sudden it reappears. 30 seconds later. I, That's not a fix. I, can't, I can't honestly think it's going to cost us a lot of money to sign the guy. He's probably going to be on minimal wages. Um, I think he's another buddy. I don't I don't see him playing a lot of minutes if we do sign him or, you know, basically based on what we've heard, we, he's already signed. Um, Has he actually signed? Yeah, I'm I actually mean, not so entirely sure about that. Neil uh, Warnock has allegedly sure told him that. to be patient, and there yeah. are there are <laughs> offers from you know India, Australia, the world's <laughs> premier. We do have a lot of Indian listeners, um, so guys, if you know if your club is signing Duncan Watmore, please please shoot us a DM on Twitter at Middlesbrough Pod. Save us the pain and agony. Yes. Yeah. I. I I think the Indian Premier League's had a lot of great players over the last few years. Right. I think uh, that so would be a bad place to be. Here's a here's a Duncan Watmore thing. 2019-2020 uh, season in, on Sunderland. 17 games, one goal and two assists. Yeah, we're not we're not going to be signing him for his uh, for his prolific scoring record. I think he lives in the area. Sunderland's only you know. 20 minutes away there's some Sunderland where he probably lives is like probably even 10 minutes away from the middles of a training ground because the ground's actually in County Durham which is very close to where Sunderland is um honestly I I don't see anything to get excited about here at all I don't oh. think at all so okay I, well you I, know I, I don't know I, I think it seems I think it seems silly um personally I'm of of the mindset of you have, yes, you have limited players, but you have players that you can work on developing and trying. And like, he's a winger; he's not an out-and-out -out striker. Like, no, we have kind yeah, he kind of so falls into why, that. Why would we sign another winger when we already don't play a system that doesn't work for wingers? And we yeah. have two on our bench who haven't played in the last two games, three games. And you, like, you saw you the got, guy. You got Roberts. You got you got Brown. Like, come on. Yep. And you saw the guy. I'm, I'm, I'm a buddy, buddy kind of with. Uh, <laughs> yeah. With as well. He was, he was not very forthcoming with prayers for the guy. So. Yeah, you're like, oh, what, what can we expect from this, this rumor mill? And he's like, literally nothing. Yeah. This is, so, this leads he, nowhere. He got released, and you know they're spending yeah. their money elsewhere. So 
I mean, that's that's my thing. Is like, why why go for someone that doesn't fit exactly what you're looking for? Like, yeah, we I mean, know what we need to play so through the middle, either a striker, a central midfielder, or yeah. a centre back. But if and, if if Brad, to your point, if what we need is not currently available and won't be because of financial implications in the future, is it better to have somebody? in the system because I, I feel like we had this argument and i was where you were saying no we need to spend the money and now the tables have turned i'm here saying you know touché, let's take touché, let's take hum. the let's take the guy on the free <laughs> i i think i think you need to be tactical about it thoughtful about it you need like i said you've got roberts and brown and johnson and colson and Tav, and all these guys that can play out-and-out wingers. Like, why do we need to go pick up Watmore to go sit on the bench and be another winger off the bench? Go find someone else who can be a defender off the bench or a midfielder off the bench, you know? Like, right now we just have Lewis Wing as a midfielder off the bench. Let's go get another one of those, you know? We've got Roberts who can technically do it. Um, But you see what I'm saying? Like, don't go get something you've already got in abundance like we have wingers in abundance we don't yep. need another winger let's go get another midfielder let's go get another wing back i don't know we don't really need wing backs either but you see I, what I'm but saying. i i get what you're saying but when you're you're talking about all these wingers right but all these wingers are playing different positions so at what at what point you know when you're you're shifting all these wingers around right doesn't it make sense to to bring in another one we've basically got like five swiss army knives on the bench and they've all got to fit in different places. And I, I do not believe the club or or Neil would have looked at him if he didn't think there was something there. I mean, the guy's got 20 plus years in the championship experience. And I think it's pretty easy for us to sit here and be like, Oh, look at the stats. He doesn't, you know, do all that. Well, my, my counter that would be, my counter that would be, you have Patrick Roberts and Marcus Brown on the bench who play a wing spot and have not featured or been given the chance to feature. So what does this guy have that they don't? Please well, tell me that Duncan Watmore deserves to start over either of those two. The, I, I don't, big, you won't know until you put him on the field, Brad. That you, like, you're asking me. I will tell you right me, now he does right You're not even giving him a shot. You're not even giving him a shot. You're looking at... I, well, the biggest issue is is that we don't technically play with any wingers because we play a 3-5-2 or a 5-3-2 or a 4-3-3. Exactly. So technically, it those doesn't do us any big benefit to go get one of those. Yeah, I think ultimately what's going to happen is is he might sign. I don't know what's happening right now because we haven't heard anything. Yeah, if he does sign, he's not going to be on a lot of money. He is going to be an extra body so that if we do, you know, get a couple of injuries, you know, around you know end of this month, you know, Christmas time where it gets very hectic again. FA Cup still going ahead this year. Um, you know, you're going to have to have bodies. And he does have experience. He's not the greatest player in the championship. He never will be. Um, but it's better than trying to bring the kids in and expecting the kids to do a job when they have zero experience. So that's kind of my thinking is, you know, Warnock's probably saying, look, you know, we need bodies. We can't bring the kids in from the academy. They're not experienced. It's going to be too much for them. Um, that, you know, that's kind of where I'm, I'm, I'm thinking right now. We we all do it right, you know. We all say like, I don't want to buy this thing, but I have to buy it because if the other one breaks, I don't have anything else left. No, and I get that. I just I scratch my head when I look at this move because it doesn't make any sense to me. Like you've got a guy in Patrick Roberts who Neil loved to feature last season, was super excited to go and get on loan, um, who essentially saved us from relegation last season. Um, and you don't play him, and you go and pick up another winger? Like, what does that say to that guy you just took out of Man City to quote-unquote get playing time? I don't, I, 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 I don't know if he, he did it. You're, you're, you're making it seem like Patrick Roberts is like this gem of Manchester City. He's not. Like, he, wasn't, not he was, trying, he was saying, trying to find a place saying, to play. And I, and I think didn't this... He, I, think this didn't he... I think this signing, if they, if they were to take Duncan Watmore, um, is purely one... Of circumstance and convenience, it probably won't last. Uh, Brad, I, I think you are probably right in saying Brown and uh, Roberts. I, I, I might argue the Brown one because both he and Brown have spent time in League One. Um, 
I think they probably will pan out to be better players than Duncan. However, I think, you know, we've talked about we need bodies on the bench. Unfortunately, this isn't the position that we necessarily need. But in my mind, something is better than nothing in the immediate future. And maybe it's a short-term contract. Like, we sign them yeah, through January. Yeah, it's not going to be January, a five-year you know? contract. It's right. going to be, you know, it's going to be till the end of the season. And I think Patrick Roberts, again, we've seen him play a little bit. He came in uh, against Bristol City and played, I don't know, 60, 80 minutes maybe. And I think he's had a couple of niggling injuries. And I think that's why we haven't seen as much of him as we maybe ordinarily would it's have possible. done. So, yeah, I think overall, like, I think, you know, if we do sign what more, I'm going to give him a chance. I'm not going to say just because he's a Mackham, he's not going to do a good job. He, you know, he can come in and, you know, he might score a couple of goals and give a couple of assists. And at the end of the day, if that's what he does, he's probably paid for his his wages for the next, you know, for the year that he's going to be with us. So, all honesty, let's wait until the signing happens and then let's give the guy a chance and see if, you know, if that's if that's something that that works out great, if it doesn't, you know, no problem, no fuss, just move on and get somebody else when the season perhaps, ends and there's more players. Perhaps so. Yannick Bolasi pick up that guy. Yeah, maybe In January. Was that, was that the guy that didn't help get the transfer deal done right before the deadline? Yes. Well, well apparently he said that there was. He said it was um, issues on all accounts or something. So I, I will break this down for you. So Oh, Greg um, is his agent. That's yeah, what he just so, said. Okay. Yeah. Beautiful. Tony, Tony Poulos, when he was manager, tried to sign Balassi as well because Tony Poulos was also manager of Crystal Palace where Neil Warnock was uh, also manager. Um, but this was a time when, um, you know, Balassi wasn't really, you know, he didn't have a lot of competition at Everton and he probably thought he had a good opportunity to play first team football. Well, since that occurred, he has literally played no games. I don't think he's played a single minute for Everton. They've spent hundreds of millions of dollars, hundreds of millions of pounds on um, on players, Richarlison, uh, James Rodriguez. Um, you know, over the last over the last you know few transfer windows, and he's basically waiting to to get signed by somebody. So potentially, the deal was done, is from from what we've heard. But yeah, he's another out and out winger. He's very tricky, very skillful, very pacey. But I don't think he's played competitive football for two and a half years, including a couple of serious injuries. So, yeah. you know, if he's going to cost us an arm and a leg at the moment, and the, the agents are moving the goalposts every time that there's a deal that's in play, yeah, it's not going to be good for us as a club. And I think we want to, you know, it's just not worth that. the headache. Yeah. No, it's not. It's not. We we don't have a lot of money, and we don't want to be wasting it on agents trying to. It'll it'll place you know, the club in a in a situation where you know lord forbid something terrible happens to the club and, or, or gibson and, and he decides you know we're, we're we're put under a lot of financial stress that sets us up for failure i mean we're seeing you know players like brit who's on like a 15 million pound contract you know it, seeing yeah. that through is proving to be difficult in the championship not because you know he's not a great player but because the money has seemingly dried up in the league due to the pandemic. But I think you're right. Probably a good good pass uh, on Yannick. What do you got for us in the rumor mill here? Oh, oh, Brad, you know the rumor mill is always turning. Always turning. Someone's stirring the pot. Oh, and if it ain't us, then I don't know who it is. I don't know who it is. It's it's gotta be it's gotta be Sam Morsey though, folks. I did receive a text from a colleague of mine. A colleague is a is a uh, is a poor ex- poor excuse of a word. A good friend of mine. It's a, lo- it's a loose comparison. I mean, this is this is the guy who who takes me out in the morning and will like help me train soccer I've never played in my life. Um, he said Sam Morsey out question mark problems in team question mark or, or something to that extent, and I had to look into it. Looks like he has picked up some sort of hamstring injury. Like a training injury, you mean? I'm not sure if it was training or if it was in that game that he got pulled off early. Uh, which I'm he trying to think early, of. When did he got he... an early yellow card in that game. Yeah, that one was just a yellow he came off for. That was 30 minutes in. Neil said, you know, you picked up an early yellow. We're not going to let you mess around here any longer and put us in the any I... suspensions. Yeah, I don't... I. 
I was reading it's an article where where Neil said it was it was an injury. Yeah, I mean, let's see. He's not flagged for me on any of the things that I've seen, but again, it doesn't seem like we're getting a huge amount of uh, injury updates this season. Grant Hall, no. nothing. Haven't heard of. Yeah, we haven't heard it. I would be um, curious to see where he's at. Quite as a church you know. hall. Quite we should indeed. we should just we should just hit him up on Twitter and see if he'll tell us how he's feeling. <laughs> I don't know the guy if he's Go on Twitter, to the source. See where he's going. Um, you know, again, nothing from uh, nothing from Fletch. I mean, we know he's going to be out until probably Christmas. Um, uh, he's he's a four month return time from whenever he got here, so months. I think it'll be yeah, it'll be longer in January. Yeah, yeah. So, if, he was, yeah. if he was back by maybe, then, maybe even maybe even February. It'd be a Christmas miracle. Wow, yeah, that truly would be. So yeah, I mean, hopefully it's not an injury because, like you say, we really don't need it. So, but mm-hmm. you know, I think you know from the Blackburn game, um, you know, Mogger, Tony Mowbray, um, the big monster, he was very <laughs> complimentary about the team, which not unusual. Um, you know, yeah. What did what did, he, did a really good job. What did he have to say, Greg? Well, I mean, essentially, you know, he said that we. It was kind of like what Neil Harris said when we played Cardiff, but he was a little bit more... Uh, he was a little nicer about it, wasn't he? Yeah, he was a little bit nicer about it. <laughs> Neil um, Harris was just kind of butthurt. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, but, I mean, I, I honestly, you know, I was going into that game with a little bit of trepidation myself. I thought we might, you know, maybe not be up for the game, and that's been the problem that we've had over the years where managers haven't been able to motivate the players uh, for games, you know. Cold, cold Tuesday night or cold Wednesday night in, in Blackburn or whatever you want to call it. Um, but we, you know, we should have won the game and Mowbray was very complimentary. Um, you know, I think everybody was happy with the result. Not that we didn't win the game, but, you know, he was basically saying we, they, they, uh, they weren't allowed to play. Rhythm. Yeah. They couldn't get anything. They couldn't have, you know, they couldn't get the second balls. They, you know, big, strong, powerful players playing against them. They it made them feel uncomfortable, and this is at, at Blackburn's you know stadium, so technically it's an away game. So I was you know overjoyed when I did read the uh, read the comments because I did think think we played really well. Yes, we should have won the game, but we didn't, and that's you just have to take that away and say, you know, two points lost, one point gained. You know, I think that that it's important that we were able to to take that away. I, I I'm hoping we beat them on the reverse end of that fixture uh, i would think so speaking yeah. speaking yeah. about you know needing to disrupt teams that that we're going to be playing right we've got brentford coming up saturday mm-hmm. uh, trip to london however some folks would not consider brentford a london club <laughs> joking are you might joking <laughs> their current right, form yeah. draw win draw loss win uh, greg i gotta be honest sometimes you'll say things with an accent, and I will have no idea what you're saying. <laughs> I'm just here to translate for the for the smoggies out there, for all the Borough fans. So <laughs> Beautiful. Uh, so what, what do we think of this Brentford squad? I mean... You know, they they, they picked up Charlie they, Good. They're pretty, they've got a... I think they're one of the higher scorers in the league right now with 17 total goals. Four. But we're also the best defense in the league. Yeah, so that'll be interesting. Um, I think they've got one guy who's put in 10 alone, so... That's... Holy Toledo! Who is it? Uh, Tony, I think is his name. Yeah, yeah. Tony. Ivan, Ivan Tony. Tony. Oh gosh. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, yeah. if there's if there's it's Newcastle signed from Northampton. Uh-huh. If there's anything so... we've learned, Brad, I think growing up in Seattle, it's that defense will build you championships. In my mind, from the Seahawks, um, and I think we're going to be able to outlast Brentford in this match. It's going to be tight. It's going to be. I really think it's game. going to be really tough. I think we're going yeah. to see our defense tested like it probably hasn't been tested yet. Um, although, eh, Reading Reading gave us a run for our money too. Um, but even that game, it wasn't. That was not a red. It really, it really didn't come till late. No, and they didn't have a lot of big chances. They had, they had shots, but I don't think they were of yeah. you know, significant, you know, significantly high quality uh, shots. So. Yeah. I mean, they got beat on Wednesday night, Reading, I think. Um, yeah, they've lost two in a row. Um, so... <clears throat> yeah, I think I think this one's going to prove to be really tight. I mean, Brentford was a team the end of last season that was right up there looking for promotion. So 
Um, they've they've tasted it. They're going to come back for it. And I think right now they're playing hot offensively. They've allowed 12 goals so far this season. So, I mean, they're definitely susceptible. Live to by be... the sword, die by the sword mentality. Potentially, um, but they're on the they're on the they're on the better side of that. So things have worked out for them so far, um, and I think I think this is going to be a big one for our formation. I think I think we're probably going to see the three five two again, and um, I, I our centers backs are going to really have to step up and uh, protect Betnelli from just getting unleashed Pepper. upon. I think, yeah, I think I think we're going to be looking at a pretty solid attacking side, and it's going to be it's going to be tough. Um, I mean, Blackburn even was, I gotta say the fact that we held Blackburn to six total shots was impressive because they are one of the highest scoring teams in the league as well. So that's, that also shows you how much of a determining factor that really is. Um, but I mean, when you've got a guy as hot as Ivan Tony, Ivan Tony, like 10 goals of your 17 team goals, that's, that's kind of freaky to look at. Like that's, that's a big player right there. You got to go out and figure out how do we keep him out of the net? And how do we do our best to get down to the other end of the field and get in there? Yeah. I mean, I think honestly, um, just looking at some of the some of the stats, so you know, away from home, we've lost two uh, in ten. Um, you know, pretty happy. Um, you know, we're unbeaten in about fifty six uh, percent of mm-hmm. of away games. Um since last season and I yeah. think it's gonna be it's gonna be an interesting game. So yeah. we'll, I think we'll, if, we'll send out our predictions uh on, on Saturday morning. Yeah, I think, if, I think if you're <laughs> hey now. It worked for me last time I slept in. Uh, yeah, we're gonna say if you don't if you sleep in you're gonna we're gonna default to you don't get a prediction point. No 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 if you if you if you sleep in you should automatically assume five oh for <laughs> any of us. That should be it. <laughs> I was just going to say, I think if you're Neil Warnock, I think this Brentford game, I think this is one you look at and you'd actually be quite content with a draw. Um, yeah, I'd take a point. Um, I, I think it would, I think it'll be a tough, it'll be a tough showing. It's an away game. I think to go out on the road like that and come away with a point, I think you feel good to come home and feel like you haven't at least lost anything. Um, I, I want it to be, like a hard-earned point. Like, I want them to have scrapped for it and not missed chances where we could have gone up. Yeah. If that I makes want it, sense. I want it to be, no, I get you. You want it to be... You, you're looking for, like, the eight shots, five on target sort of production yes. where it's, like, very... Close. Good saves. Thoughtful. Yeah, exactly. You're looking for that... Not necessarily slow pace, but you're looking for the intentional moves and looking like a, they're... A solid game of, of yeah. football. That's what I. That's what I'm hoping from from this match for sure. Yeah, well, cleaned up. Cleaned up is a good way to put it. Talking. Um, go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say. So that's that's our next away showing, and after that, we're coming home to Norwich. Uh, coming back to the Riverside. Whoa, 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 whoa. Norwich, Norwich. Nor- sorry. Norwich. Nor who? Norwich. Nor when? Norwich. Nor why? Norwich. There's no Norwich. W, it's just Norwich. Norwich. <laughs> Like N O R I C H. that way. Come on. Hey, it's like I, sandwich. I just, yeah, exactly. It's like sandwich. Norwich. Norwich. Yeah. You literally just said <laughs> I must say. Anyway, I must say. Brad, before I'm we, joke. I'm only joking. I'm before only joking. we uh, <laughs> dive into this match, I, I do want to say that I do like their kits. Uh, I think they're they're quite. Tidy. For those of you that haven't quite figured it out yet, Hamilton is a big fan of looks when it comes to team uniforms. He's a kit hall. Pretty much. Exactly what Greg said. Uh, <laughs> yes. That is... I'll let, I'll let him own yeah, that one. Uh, no, I'm a... What can I say? I like to dress well. And <laughs> sometimes teams clothe themselves really well. I, I, I tell you what, at the end of the season, guys, I will release a... I will release my championship table of kits. Um, oh, okay. I'll be here for that. Yes. I, want a monta- I want a montage of all the kits. <laughs> oh, I, there are there are numerous uh, kits that I own, and there are numerous kits that I have my uh, eye on. I, I think I have, I want to say, eight that I regularly rotate. Um, Good golly. Well, you know, you, hey, 
You, you gotta dress well. They can't Gra- be. They Greg, can't be. Uh, Greg, they can't be you... in England. What were you gonna say, Ham? I was gonna say, Greg. Do, do you wear like the same four shirts to work? I mean, maybe now because of the pandemic. <laughs> uh, but like, I don't get how this right is all that different. All right, all right, all right. I'm, I'm gonna rein this back in. We're we're looking at nerds coming up back at the riverside. Yes. Uh, what, I, do we, what do we got to look for? Well, if, if I can, if I can, if I can, you speak you absolutely that. can hop in here. Um, I think obviously you know a team coming down from the the Premier League last season. They've still got a very strong squad, very very strong squad. Obviously, they've got um, the, the, a person who will not be named. Uh, oh, but his first name begins with B, and his second name begins with G. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, obviously he's doing the best for his career, but um, will be good. It'll be good to see him back. But obviously, we don't want him to win. Uh, and then obviously. The second person who won't be named, uh, his name begins with J, uh, and his last name begins with H. We won't obviously want him to do very well either, because the last time he did come, he just got a screamer from about forty yards out. And, yeah, that was a yeah. Uh, never did, did never did. He, he like hurt himself when he for us. too when he when he nailed yeah, he it. That was, yeah, that was perfect karma. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, honestly, this happens was all the time, but I feel like it's getting less and less common because Neil Warnock's here, and he does not let that shit happen. So, so here's here's what I'll say. Looking at some stats of of Norwich, like in their last game against Bristol, not last game, uh, on their Halloween game, the game before, yeah, yeah, they were 19 shots with eight on target. That is yeah. huge. Um, that is that is the kind of thing where you look at it and you go, "Whoa, okay, um, that's a little spooky." Uh, but you go back a, a game before that, and they're 14 of three, uh, or three of 14, however you want to put it, uh, against Brentford. Um, I mean, against a against a Wickham side who's just rapturing down at the bottom of the table, um, only six shots on for twenty five shots. I mean, I I wanted to say that this was a team that seemed like they kind of had it together. They've they've kept scores relatively low, um, but you know, it's it's a, a team that seems like it's potentially susceptible for flaw, and it's figuring out how to take advantage of that. And so I'll be curious to see what. Neil throws together for the Norwich side. If I if I may interject here, you know, I feel like this Norwich team is waiting for that signature win that's going to kind of start the domino. Um, they've got Timo Puki, who two seasons ago was like the leading goal scorer in the championship. Yep. So yep. Uh, I don't think we'll, they will be shy of attacking options, and I, and I think they're going to kind of run for us. But I think I mean... Neil is going to be prepared. I think we can take three away from this game. Riverside is proving to be a more difficult place to play this season than it was in past. Yeah. You think yeah, you they... think three from Norwich though? Yes, three from Norwich. Three from Norwich, okay. probably one from Brentford. Watch mm. this be the inverse. Yeah, I mean it's gonna be it's, it's two very tough games against two teams who are, you know, essentially, you know, Brentford should be higher than they are, but at the end of the day there's only like three points separating you know where we are in sixth well fifth in Bournemouth um you know all the way down to 16th so you know four points so you know it's not a big it's not a big gap there's lots of teams doing business so like I just mentioned though these sorry I didn't mean to cut you off but two games two or three games ago those two sides played each other and it ended in a draw so I mean it was a one one if we're considering ourselves right in amongst them it's like the these next two are going to be tough. Um, I think they're going to be games that go to the wire. I think there's a good chance for a nil-nil draw. Um, so I think it'll be. I think it's. I think we'll be happy with. I think I would be happy with potentially two points out of these next two. Yeah. Um, just to keep you with them and not to lose any ground. I think to lose ground on Nurch hurts. Um, it only helps Brentford really uh, in that game because they're below us, but everything's so tight. You really don't want to lose points to a team like that. Um, no, I mean, yeah. you got to think like Brentford are probably thinking they're underperforming. We're probably overperforming, and Norwich mm-hmm. are probably thinking, you know, we're right about you know where we want to be. Like 10 games yeah. in, I think, you know, teams are starting to just get their footings. They're kind of sussing everybody out. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I. Honestly, I think we'll probably lose a game in the next the next week. I think we'll probably get beat. I'm not sure which game it is yet. I need to probably see the teams first. But you think I mean, in the next not, two or three? I mean, 
if you think about the way that Norwich play, they play with a very high line. They press the ball. They push mm-hmm. up very, very high um, and compact the space between you know the the, the halfway line and, and the opposition box. You know our team's box, which you know technically is not awful for us because if we're compact and we can um, you know defend as well as we have done, I think it gives us a good opportunity. But that's a lot of a lot of great players. You know, but Buendia is still playing. Pookie still playing. Um, you know, crawling goal is still a really good goalkeeper. They got Ben Gibson. They got John Hugel. Um, so yeah, it's going to be a, a, t- a tough ask. I think it's going to be. But I, I've said that every game we've played so far, yeah. we've you know yeah. we've done well. So I'm they haven't of... they haven't really given us a reason not to believe in them up up exactly. to this point. You know, I think, exactly. But I think I think you're you might be I... onto something there, Greg. Looking ahead at our fixtures, like the next eight clubs are all top half of the table. Yes, yeah, so it's gonna be. It's gonna be it's, we're gonna be. Yeah. What are you no, talking no, about? We, oh, Derby isn't, but I consider well, them to be we, like. Derby, I consider Derby, them. Derby should be top. Huddersfield top. is on a run right now. Swansea's to Stoke yeah. is pretty good. They picked up Angus Gunn from Southampton. Preston North End should be better than there are. Um, I, I think they'll sack their manager um, over there. Yeah, the, the fixtures don't really turn until Millwall. No, Millwall. I, yeah, yeah, right when you go. The tw- yeah, in the, the middle of the middle of December, the fixtures don't really turn to then. So you've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, really tough. So games. maybe not top half of the table this season, but top half of the table at the end of you know project restart. Yeah, I think they're clubs. still top half. They're still you know they should still be in the top six, top eight teams in the league. You know, even if they're not playing like that, we know that teams are gonna you know yeah come I think- come and go. I think this is going to be the stretch where our numbers really start to show. Um, mm-hmm. Our fatigue starts to show. I think. Agreed. I think one of the scariest things is the fact that by the time we get to Derby, two really tough matches, potentially really tough matches against Brentford and Norwich. Like, I think that is a that is a that is a worrisome game for me. After two potentially two games, I see that'll be really tough and nail biters and things we're fighting for the entire time. I think that Derby one is one that jumps out on me where we could potentially lose focus and drop one. I wouldn't be surprised if freaking if Derby lose a couple more games. I wouldn't be surprised if uh, Koku gets fired actually in the next couple of games because Mel Morris does not mess around. <laughs> um, which means it could be Wayne Rooney as the uh, manager. Um, oh, is he, the, is, he, is he on the yeah, staff there? Player, player yeah. manager currently. That's yeah. right. Oh, man. And there, there, I saw that the EFL approved... Oh my gosh, the folks who were trying to take over Newcastle earlier this year, I want to say, um, were approved to be potential buyers of Derby as of like Fun. today. Uh, those uh, oil kings. Oh, okay. <laughs> I didn't hear that one, but good deal. Let me, let me look. Let me look. I searched the wrong term on Google. <laughs> I'm just not getting what I want to see. We'll, we'll throw it up on the Twitter for, for those that are interested, or we'll or if you're really interested, you can ask us for it, and I promise you, Hamilton will have it by then. <laughs> yes. Um, okay. 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 EFL given the given green light as Sheik Khalid deal moves closer. Eleven hours ago. Uh, there wow. It is. I guess you don't have to ask on Twitter. I mean, you still uh, can reach out. I'll link you to the article. Is this where we we? I, I, I think it is. Until Saturday. Until then, lads. Cheers up the borough. Man. Up the borough. Thanks, guys.